Wayfarer podcast and today I have with me Manjulika Pramod. Manjulika Pramod is the blogger behind Pendown and uh, she has eventually made a transition from blogging, travel blogging to the world of travel writing. So you will be probably seeing plenty of her bylines whenever you are traveling or where traveling by air. Or you would be also be you would also be seeing her writing on newspapers and print media and stuff like that. So, Manjulika, welcome to the show. Thank you, Madhurima. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How have you been? So it's been good <laughs> so far. We don't have a choice. Right. Where are you now? So I am in Vijayawada. Oh, it's in Andhra Pradesh. Yeah, so I still remember uh, the day when I got a chance, you know, to travel to Malaysia and my uh, first reaction was that I was pretty shocked because uh, there were some cases um, in Malaysia and uh, of course uh, in the other parts of the world, there were many cases. So it was a PATA event. So I actually wrote uh, down a letter also to them asking that why are we you know having this event when the scare of corona is all around and all these things so i distinctly remember that um, it was told that uh, you know kuala lumpur had some cases but i was not traveling to kuala lumpur i had to go to sabah now that uh, place didn't have any case till that day so they are sure that they they aren't any cases and since we are traveling from india so we will not be taking anything from here because there were not any cases in india also we just had those three cases in kerala remember and they were all well so but and what time is it which time so i am talking about the first 10 days of february okay yeah so i went this this trip was from 5th february to 10th february mm-hmm. and then so that was the duration you know which was like when usually a travel opportunity comes we really don't take so much time deciding that you know whether i should or not but this took a lot of time for me to decide that whether i should or not and then i had a word with a lot of people i even called my doctor friends and all and everybody was like that you know it's not yet in india and uh, if you are going to a place where there is no uh, infection then you just have to be very careful at the airports obviously when you reach the place uh, you have to ensure that you take all the measures so hand sanitizer and mask all that i bought for myself and then finally uh, after taking a lot of inputs from lot of people i thought i should go ahead because obviously the impact was not known that time had i seen that what is going what is coming and you know this thing that we have been taking travel for granted in the last 6 months have added to the issue so i went ahead 
but yeah um, that's what it wasn't uh, the same so the travel scene had already begun to change i remember that uh, while we were going there were people at the airport with some wearing masks and even i was wearing a mask and then uh, you know um, but so i took i took a n95 that time okay okay yeah and because i i was traveling for 5 days so even if it i had to use one day and then throw so i was fine with it because i was like i can always carry five masks with me uh, surgical mask i was not sure whether uh, you know that is going to be like it's how effective it is and not and i think first the n95 wave was too high that that's the only one which is going to protect you and all those yeah, cases yeah so i remember so i made my preparations whatever i could but uh, honestly uh, there was a fear because uh, at the delhi airport i didn't see that people were still prepared you know like social distancing word i think had not reached india uh, in that week definitely not yeah because so Well, the, it was as crowded as before, and everything was same, except that yeah, we had masks and all. And I remember I wore my mask right uh, from the airport. So I remember in back in February. So in February, I traveled to Calcutta. I traveled back to Calcutta because of some family issue, hmm. and I stayed there for a month. And we also celebrated a friend's wedding in March, which is you know half. I mean mid of March. Yeah, actually, what you said, people didn't know the word social distancing or the impact of it didn't even reach India. Like we were like we were making memes at that time. Like you know, Indians, nothing will happen to us. We are immune and this and that and. Yeah, we just this is unprecedented. Yeah, but but before I was going, actually, Adorama, I read a lot of news. So you know that news because I was reading Europe things. I I have friends there. I have a cousin in US. So I was reading, and obviously, that comprehending all that news was becoming very difficult. I mean, I just wanted to assure myself, and we were just living in our illusion that it's not uh, Asia is still not affected. and you know if it's like if you are going from a place which has no cases and if you are going to a place which does not have any case so it's all going to be fine but um, today when i think of it i just feel so scared that you know i think that was not the right time to travel yeah right right uh, like you know that hindi word bal bal bach yeah because just after i mean i remember uh, i think when i came on 14th and uh, from next day we had so many cases coming that you know even our whatsapp group because i had to meet uh, people from different countries rather there were people from um, 12 to 15 countries there so you know now everybody was coming from a different place and we didn't know what was everyone's you know uh, hygiene level or how much they were sound to it or how much they were actually you know ready to accept the fact that there is a virus because i remember that um, we had a 4 hours i think we had a connecting flight from kuala lumpur to kotakinabalu and uh, at the KL airport uh, it's very easy to find uh, secluded places so i along with two of my friends you know we went to uh, uh, to one corner of the airport where there were not many people so we ensured that we are away and uh, 
but then we also saw a couple of other writers who had come from other countries like one from dubai and he actually started <laughs> laughing at us and he was like oh my god you guys are so scared and you're wearing your masks and all nothing is happening so i said uh, you know you dubai might not have any case but you never know what will happen and in just 5 10 days you know the scenario changed like while india started showing cases dubai started showing cases and everywhere it was and imagine even at that time i was traveling in howrah station and shialda station through all those you know trains yeah i mean i remember how you told me that you were so unaware of things like yeah. kolkata was living in its own world <laughs> sorry to hear yeah. about your uh, grandmother but yeah but then your uh, brother like he didn't go back right no 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 he's still here yeah imagine what's happening people are not able to meet yeah that's what i mean this yeah, this his, his exams were about to start from 20th so I'm, i'm guessing he's writing exams from home now okay <laughs> I know. I mean, every there's not a single day that you pass it. Like even I'm thinking that those five days. I mean, we were in a bus and in uh, in Kota Kinabalu, and we were like uh, traveling with twenty odd people. But yeah, I remember that you know the scenario had changed because when we reached there, the general uh, welcome kit that we get, this welcome kit was very different what we get. So there was a hand sanitizer. There were mask a set of a pack of 20 masks you know this this is what the world was so that was kept in my hotel room when i entered the room and uh, there were precautions written that how and um, every hotel had a you know uh, just at the reception you first had to sanitize your hands and then get inside and uh, so it was given by tourism malaysia and fata Yeah, now it's happening for everybody. Now they, I mean, that was new because I had seen it for the first time that you could not even the enter the hotel without you know sanitizing your hands. And obviously, 
it was in our mind so everybody was taking care of it but the thing was that you know you didn't had to meet anybody whatsoever like if we stepped out of the hotel five times and every time we entered we had to you know sanitize and then only touch the lifts or then only you know do our next work so it was something that you know the first thing in the hotel which was kept right at the entrance and then obviously uh, every day when we got up like uh, to go we used to uh, wear our mask we were advised you know to wear our masks and then we were reminded to carry our sanitizers and then whenever we went to you know because there were a lot of events it was a, a conference kind of thing and then we had to do a lot of wildlife travel also so we attended three conferences and then there used to be evening parties and all so every time when we entered you know it used to be our temperature check was happening so i remember because i have still not been to the temperature checks and all in india because i have ensured that i have stayed home but yeah that travel scenario was very different because i uh, there was also one case i remember on the third day uh, we were standing in a queue and this guy uh, first took my temperature and then he looked in it and then he was like oh my god oh. so for one minute i was like what happened <laughs> <laughs> and then i looked at his face and then he was like uh oh uh, then he said okay give me your temperature again and then again he looked into it and then he was like this so i could read his face and i was and I, obviously there was panic on his face there was panic on my face and there was panic in the whole queue <laughs> but then he changed uh, the you know instrument and then when then he took my uh, temperature and everything was fine so that just stayed in the mind that i got so paranoid about it that after one one hour being in that party and obviously not enjoying it at all i came back again at the entrance gate and then i asked him you know that what uh, temperature level do you need to check and what happened and he and i asked him that do you mind checking it again so obviously he did it again and then you know everything was fine so obviously the impact was every day in the mind like even on all those five days usually when the event ends in the evening i go out to explore the nearby places or street uh, you know street art or i go for the street food uh, or to the shopping malls but yeah this time i was pretty careful like in all those five nights i just went out just for two nights and then obviously i was having the mask with me and i was ensuring that i do not touch anything so uh, there was a lot of fear i would say there was quite uncomfortness in the whole thing understood so manjulika i wanted to ask uh, so when you were going out not with the gang you know not with the conference uh, community or uh, the tourism board you saw other people traveling also right regular yeah. tourists or leisure travelers so you did you see any kind of difference in their behavior So yes uh, people you, so that's what i like by the time uh, we reached malaysia like at the kl airport also we saw people in masks and we saw the announcements in the flight had changed though the air hostess was not wearing the any kind of mask while we were going but just in 5 days when we were returning all the air hostesses had masks so every day things were changing even people when i used to see people on the roads or in the uh, there was there was a fish market you know i also remember going to a seafood market in uh, sabah yeah, yeah. 
and then i and then i could see that you know people had started the social distancing camp because that because it has it had reached malaysia that time so i think people were aware that what's happening in kl and uh, they were i could see there were boards all around in sabah the hospitals were saying that you know we are prepared so if anybody is having temperature just come uh, there was a lot of un, uh, unrest i remember in the uh chinese travelers who had come to sabah so they were they wanted to stay there so they were requesting the government so so they was the, the news was coming every day that these things are happening and especially i could see the countries which had uh, seen cases uh people were also aware of things so it was a general thing like you could see people wearing masks and all in malaysia at that time okay but still people were traveling but they were yeah yeah people were traveling uh, you could not actually say that uh, you know people were maintaining lot of social distancing and all but yeah at least the basic hygiene was uh, intact so i could see that people had sanitizers in hand and they had masks in hand and everything there was crowd no doubt there was crowd it's not that that people had suddenly cancelled their plans which happened a little later yeah by the end of march all the travel plans started to be cancelled like by the I, end of march a lot of countries locked down yeah because even when i came back uh, from there um, uh, saba uh, just next day i think uh, i traveled uh, to um, corbett because something happened that i already had to go and this, those dates were fixed in one of the um, resort there so uh, i had to go next day and uh, and i told them also see i have come from there so and even in indian you know government had given no guidelines that you need to go for a quarantine or anything and somewhere within i was feeling that whether or not but there was no guideline so yeah i told these people also that i have come from here and but they were also fine that you know if you have taken all the precautions it's fine no, so, i think at that time Yeah yeah and then after that i went to agra also so now that now trump was also coming so just 3 days before trump was coming to agra uh, there was an, uh, the meet of some journalists and bloggers in agra so i went for that also so i remember there i was like a couple of people you know got uh, to know that i had come from malaysia and they did ask me you know like you how it was and this because i could read that fear on their faces that you know i had just come and then i had come for this event and somewhere even i felt that yeah maybe but then for for the agra thing i think it had already been 3 4 days so, and there were no signs of fever the whole point is that now we don't even know what the symptoms are or you know what can actually lead to you or what so we really don't know that what precautions to take right that that's correct that's correct. so one of my friend who was pregnant and she uh, was about to deliver and she delivered in between the pandemic okay and she was admitted in one of the best hospitals in calcutta it's uh, mm-hmm. okay, i'm not going to name it but it's the best private mm-hmm. one and uh, it's only it only gets to maternity patients and all the film stars and all mm-hmm. okay okay they were there and the baby was born and within a few days time doctor called up and said okay take her home and why they just they didn't want to you know say it explicitly but it seemed to be there is a case and in few days and you know when you don't 
without proper information a lot of rumors start to make rounds True. so you know the rumors they spread like bushfire and people were so scared and what happened and this lady she started to cry because the baby is just a newborn one and then oh. eventually they got to know there was a case of a corona patient she underwent all the you know all the checks the temperature check and this and that and got admitted and delivered the baby i can't hear you madhurima sorry uh, suddenly i couldn't hear you yeah yeah so so basically uh, this there was this uh, lady with also a new mother she was detected as corona positive oh my god you know, yeah so it's like it's it's really so i'm saying this because you said we don't know what are the symptoms and even the hospital seemed to have no clue yeah they admitted a patient who was a corona positive is she fine now all well yeah 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 everything is fine the hospital has reopened all the babies are fine and everything is good now but you know yeah actually the thing is maternity sorry the mortality rate is really low for this particular disease but if you have comorbidity then uh, it gets worse what i understand from the friends so i mean i really don't know what the figures that we are getting or how much are they you know to come to that conclusion because uh, we can see that you know it's there's so many cases that it's very difficult for anybody to number them down i mean i'm sure uh, we can always take an average that uh, things are not the real what we are seeing in numbers and yeah thankfully our numbers uh, or number of mortality has been low but still i mean it's still overwhelming to uh, you know it's very difficult to process that what is happening every day like you hear somebody's parents are struggling you hear somebody collapsed like i just 5 minutes back a friend texted that somebody collapsed in her office and uh, it was a heart attack and now the person is corona positive oh god so oh god that's terrible yeah so there no symptom nothing the guy was working and now we don't know that's that's the thing you know now that people are so people actually are clueless at the moment some of them are taking it very casually some of them are actually panicking and we have to find a balance in this between these two otherwise we would i like think to... as long as we are living our life every day and just doing our usual things we have uh, accepted the fact that it is there yeah. and uh... and manjulika what what would you be what would you be you know suggesting to planning a leisure travel at this moment like you know we are in the mid of unlocking and of course travel industry has suffered a lot and i'm not just talking about big brands there are small hospitality uh, you know outlets say a home yeah store, yeah street side vendor i mean i can't imagine the kind of plight they're going through at this moment oh, true true we are traveling right there the, they're the soul and heart and soul of travel the essence of travel so what i mean it's important to unlock and it's important to travel and support them but it's also very um, you know uh, 
um, scary at this moment to travel. True. So what? What do you? What so do you I. So I was among those people who really found it very difficult to accept the fact that you know we have to unlock. I mean. for for a couple of days you know i was not able to accept this fact that why are we unlocking and everything because you know unlocking sounded to me like carelessness it sounded to me like ignorance because i knew that in a country or in the whole world i mean i have seen that indian especially we take our rules very casually like people where people have to wear helmets for for their own safety they don't do until you penalize them so i was wondering that why will people even you know take care for others because we have seen that so somehow i was very disappointed when things were opening up because our cases were shooting but then at the end of the day i mean whatever we say we have to accept the fact that the country cannot be shut down because there are so many livelihoods i mean i i i am sitting in my house hotel apartment and i i feel privileged because i have things i have things stocked up in my fridge when people don't even have food for the next you know next meal so it's so difficult to just think of their state i mean we we can't even imagine saying that we understand is like too far i mean the whole migrants case was it was so heart wrenching you couldn't see those pictures and they were just few i mean it was happening all over the country so somewhere i feel yeah it's very important for these people because they have to survive uh, but again i don't know how to even suggest people because to go because we know that the moment it starts the cases are going to multiply like for instance my husband we don't have a car here because i'm in another city and he has to take uber now obviously when he i i sitting in my room can keep telling him you don't don't take that over don't but when he went on the first day or the second day when he had the chat with the driver of the driver told him that you know they've not earned anything for last 15 20 days or the life has been so difficult so it was and then he was like you know how do we simply just take their living so somewhere i just feel that you know let the things which are important happen with all the precautions that anybody can take for themselves and for others if you can do something within the limitations and you are sure of it that you know every nothing is being compromised then do it because i have already seen that you know there are some influencers and travelers who have started visiting uh, hotels and you know small um, some some resorts or there are some places so i think uh, if there are places who are ready to show that you know we are all safe and we will not compromise with your safety let the person decide i mean because for influencers we can only say that they will decide for themselves the problem is that that you know they really have to keep in mind while telling people or showing something that how important it is or you know to ensure that you take care of your safety you cannot just start showing things uh, like used to show initially that this is the view from my window or this is just no right now it has to be very very educative if a person sitting there is uh, struck or if is in two minds or is fearing that what might happen so you have to tell them you know that i have come here but i'm still not sure about it because like i said when i went to malaysia i was in two minds and all through that through my updates 
back in February, you know, I and I kept updating everything with a mask, and I was telling that how our temperature was being checked or how we are we have been given mask, we have been given sanitizer because that time or now things have changed drastically. So now we cannot even afford to be complacent. We cannot show people eating that we are eating from a street food. I mean, this is going to be stupid. I might be helping somebody in whatever way I might do. I might be ready to risk. That's okay. As long as I don't tell you or I don't influence a third person that also, okay, I am doing this. You also come and do this. That is going to be like, I feel that's, that's a moral responsibility not to influence anybody incorrectly true 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 also i i also think it is up to each individual to hold themselves as responsible for their every acts because you know if somebody gets infected this person is at risk true but he is putting the entire community at risk it's that's just not- that's what we have to tell them that you know because anybody who is traveling is anyways taking risk for themselves, for their family, for all the people on the way. For leisure travel. I'm not even talking about emergency travel. Like, you know, there are people who are stranded from family, their family emergency, this and that. It's fine. I mean, you can't do away, you travel. That's what I said. See, because, see, the emergency, a person who is in emergency, who is not in control of the situations, will anyways not have the time to even listen to our views because they will have to do it you know that person doesn't has any choice but if a person is looking for views is still contemplating then obviously that person is ready to you know weigh the options that whether to go or whether not to go so there i feel like because i like i was i am in a different city for last four months and uh, my mother-in-law is alone so somehow we tried that you know she went to my sister-in-law's house and things like that but uh, and my parents are alone in noida and there's so many things happening but somewhere we realized that you know they they are elderly they suffer from a lot of things so we can't afford to take those infections so we thought that just out of emotional instinct or you know that something uh, you know, we can't let them live alone. We didn't just book our next tickets when the domestic flights opened. Because we were like that for all these three months that we have waited. Now we cannot just risk it all. So we tried to find solutions for that. And we said, okay, we will go. So we know we have to. But I am honestly telling you, I had the option to take the first flight and give an article in one of the newspapers or maybe two, three newspapers. But I didn't want to do that. We take my first flight and do and all that because that was not the intent at all. I know it's going to be difficult and I also know that people who are taking it really have dire circumstances to deal with. So it's okay, let them do it. We are not judging them and I think we are. We shouldn't be. But yeah, if the situations like uh, like what i am telling personally that we have made our situation if it is possible then obviously i would say that please delay your uh, things which can wait if nothing is being harmed then i think that we should definitely take a call and uh, not travel right now just for you know fun and just for things that uh, you know not important the time to travel for the gram as they say no, yeah i mean like people are asking people 
I just wonder, you know, at times it, it irritates me and annoys me when people say we have got bored living at home. I mean, I know, but you have, <laughs> but it's like so many years you've been always cribbing that we don't get time to stay. And it's like, it's not like a normal curfew, you know, that two people are fighting. I mean, it's like an invisible virus. There's so many people dying across the world. The whole world has changed. spectrums to it one it is paramount because our government health service provides health care for people a large number of people at minimal or no cost so that's paramount but at the same time our health service personnel are the number the ratio is very screwed and doctors who are working for, with government with, I'm, I'm talking about public sector only i'm not going into private sector mm-hmm. in public sector doctors they are very elderly some of them are really elderly and they are not even retiring or they are continuing with their work because situation demands them but just because they are doctor it's not like they are bereft of all kind of health condition i know people who are working with cancer with diabetes with this and you know different and they are probably 60 up in age so you know when you are traveling or you are putting yourself at risk think that these are the people who are going to service you who are going to treat you and they would be vulnerable for each act of yours and they don't need to be they don't need to be there they don't owe you anything but they they're just there because they are the exactly that's what i mean now it looks like that we've just stopped caring at times when i hear these uh, ignorance it's like have like do you even imagine what the person's family is going through or the people who have not been able to meet their parents because uh, i mean i don't have somebody in my immediate family but i have three friends and two of them are in working in delhi hospitals government hospitals and when i just ask of their family yeah imagine i mean your dad is a doctor so obviously you are talking from your personal experience but even when i scared every day actually yeah. every other Yeah. And then, you know, we had a cyclone in West Bengal, Cyclone Ampan. Uh. So basically, unlock has happened, but uh, in West Bengal, in especially in Calcutta, uh, unlock happened as soon as the Cyclone Ampan hit the state. So it's like it was ravaged. Okay, it was wiped out. South of Bengal was literally wiped out, and north. I mean. north is still okay but calcutta was i mean what i hear from my friends and family is the big buildings they were shaking it was, they saw death you know to put it in one word they saw death very closely so yeah the thing is uh, they have to rebuild the city and they are rebuilding in the process they had to let go of social distancing and they did that because you have to save yourself immediately you can't right like you know you can't fight with two enemies at the same time so they set aside the fear of corona and they delved into rebuilding the city which is very very praiseworthy but at the same time when i'm looking at those crowd i'm looking at those people and i'm looking at the neighborhoods who are going out together and asking for say portable water or electricity i also think in my mind oh my god they're not wearing masks they are not maintaining social distance and there would be community spread who is going to you know who is going to treat them yeah i also heard these stories because my masi lives in havda and it was so difficult i mean it was very difficult because they are also two elderly people living uh, alone their kids are in delhi 
and uh, it's just them and both are above like 55 so it was very difficult to imagine that and now we are just talking about the privileged class we are not even gone there where who are so who don't even know what to do you know how to look after their family also at couple of places i have also know there is a there there are some traffic lights which, which i clearly know that i have seen those families living there for years yeah so yeah. it's yeah it's very difficult to fathom how it goes so we had disparity in the society and i think we've all seen it through like like growing up or now but this i think pandemic has actually shown the reality right into our face it has slapped it that you know the disparity exists and nobody does anything i mean see so many people are contributing also like everybody is doing something or the other and still we are not able to meet it true true that that's correct but still uh, i i think it is um, i mean the way it was contained initially it is really praiseworthy and now i don't know what to say because there are different types of data um different types of curves some shows flattening some shows nah, sorry some shows it's spiking up some data says doubling rate is uh, less so you know it's some says there would be some predicted a few couple of weeks back some predicted the peak would be sometime in september things would be fine post that now they're saying it would be november so you know we don't know basically best we can do is just to keep ourselves safe so i i guess that that's that totally totally we really have i mean that, that, i that much we we just know that we just have ourselves to think about it because uh, yeah. the news is the media is another thing that we really that don't know the blood hungry media we have at this moment yeah. just want to scare you i i have stopped watching all this news all together i mean they just so the best so the best part in my hotel apartment was that before the lockdown the, the television you know uh, screwed up so in the last four months i have not seen television <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i did had to go through all those you know the all those bitching or all those things that happening or all the fake news i really didn't had to so at least in on the internet i i choose what i want to read so at least i can still control things but on television if you just open the television and just you know keep on switching from channel to channel you will be caught into something or the other i i, I just wanted to Raj, today is Rathi Yatra, you know. Uh, yeah, I know. I mean, I. I, I yeah. So I wanted to watch that live telecast, and uh, nobody is showing, obviously. I mean, they are sh- showing in those banners, but uh, the visuals were not there. Then finally, um, I think I started Aaj Tak, and somebody was showing about TikTok videos, and I'm like, dude, 
I just wanna watch Ratri Yatra and then I shut it down and I went to Twitter and like let me just look up Ratri Yatra probably I'll get to see some visuals. So yeah, it's it's like that. Um, uh, talking about your hotel apartment, uh, Majulika, uh, what I understand is you're now staying uh, down south, far away from your home, but with your husband. So let us know some. just you know how how you have been holding up and what is this experience is like yeah so uh, it's like um, it's usually what happens in our life is that husband and i um, travel lot both of us live our life pretty out of suitcases and uh, there are uh, days then that we also decide that we will meet at the airport so it has been in the last couple of years that i had to be traveling he had to be traveling and then because i whenever i travel to a place i go back to my uh, city uh, like in delhi either i go to faridabad or noida where my parents live so and then he lives he has been reporting up in first he was in mumbai and then he is he was in andhra so it's like he used to come on weekends so we had to meet so this was our the juggle in our life that you know every monday we he had a flight to catch every friday he used to come in the night so this is how our life has been like we live through the airports and we live through these things so in the last 4 months obviously uh, these things have not happened and uh, we've been looking living at one place so i'm i'm telling this because this is one very big positive that has come out of this that obviously we've realized that uh, it's so important to slow down in life and uh, just be there okay and travel less yeah on the other part it has been that yeah we have been away with our uh, parents from our parents so we don't know how to just go there so uh, there are days when it gets really difficult to manage because i start missing my parents and obviously when they see or when we have video calls either one of us is crying so yeah they have been those days also because um, i usually ensure that when i am in uh, uh, delhi i go and meet them once in a week or at least once in a fortnight and i spend at least because i don't have a sibling so it's very difficult uh to take care yeah so nobody is there so some the neighbors have been kind at both the places they have been taking care uh so they those have been the moments yeah when um, the lockdown thing happened uh, obviously i didn't know what to do because uh, everything that i had usually loved doing you know was at home i had just come here for 12 days so you can imagine i just had 8 to 10 set of clothes with me and i didn't even bring my camera i didn't bring anything because it's it's a hotel apartment we have thankfully we have a small kitchen so it's not that small first <laughs> it's good it's just that we didn't have a lot of essential things like you have in a kitchen but it's okay at least i'm happy that now it's not exactly like a flat that you have set up right it's a you you it's, come and go it's not like you have no 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 yeah i don't have control over anything it's not my flat it's a hotel thing it's just kind of that they they have they give you that service apartment kind of thing where you are in a flat but you don't have control over things like there there is a kitchen but it is it is shared by people and you just have a room there so you can be in your room but there will be things that you will be sharing with other people 
it's just that the best we could do at that point of time was that that we just took the first floor because it was all my husband's apart company was uh, all three people were from the same company so two of them opted to go home so basically now we've been on the topmost floor like the fifth floor and we have it to ourselves so at least that the thing common sharing has gone so that was one you know one problem where we thought that you know how will we uh, separate out things because people will be coming from different things and they'll just be touching and going i mean hygiene level you cannot have the same at such kind of places yeah and then yeah the cleaning and all part was very difficult for us to you know make a choice because there were two in house so there was one in house cook and one in house cleaner who takes care of all the five floors so initially we were not sure because we were the only guests here and nobody else so had we stopped those services those two people would have become unemployed because the owner of the hotel would have started saying that now there are no guests so you two also don't take salaries from us and just and we can't afford to give them 10000 10000 each you know because they take care of the whole thing so what we did you know we had a word with the owner and we just explained that you know we are going to take their services we will just tell them that they don't have to step out and how they have to do things i told them obviously the cooking part and all i will do but we just ensured and you know told them that you know don't just make them go because you have to make cut down their salaries reduce it but you know don't do because this planning is anyway being paid for by your husband's company what i understand yeah so it was but you know uh, there were two floors we had taken and suddenly one floor we also had to give up because people just left and the company wouldn't because if you are working from home then why would the company pay oh okay so it happens because you do it for first month so first month but for 3 months the company will not yeah. because the billing will only will be done the person who is staying here right suddenly so the husband uh, resumed office yeah he has he, he has yeah so he is He's going no so the another thing which you know every state is taking its own decision so andhra had its own thing when when people were being advised to work from home and ensure that only 50% office andhra was singing its own tune they were saying 100% office attendance and all these things so a lot of carelessness here also because the the whole thing is that everybody is wanting to show that we have just resumed back a lot of things so, but yeah we, but still huh. we still have uh, the facility of working from home i mean um, at least i think 50% uh, occupancy they have allowed for certain offices but i think mostly uh, people are still working from home yeah but so if, like even my husband's office like Delo, he works for one of the consulting companies so they are not telling him to come i mean uh, the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's a client, so they are a government uh, organization, and they wouldn't want that. You know, they are like that. If our officials are coming, then why not you? I think something like that also happened in West Bengal. Uh, they wanted hundred percent attendance, and then a lot of protest went on on social media, and ultimately they had to scrap the idea. But yeah, yeah, I, I don't think this is still. Uh, I mean. If we are not traveling, I mean, 
not because i'm not saying this because we are not traveling we won't be going to office but the whole idea of not going to travel also equates to the whole idea of not attending office from an institution right at the moment if possible Yeah, so that's what my husband is also trying to do. That he is, um, he is trying to balance by going only for alternate days, or yeah. you know, trying to attend all the meetings in one day and then taking an a gap of that and working from home. But uh, the thing is, like, I mean, what to say? I mean, he was tested for COVID also, and I had to wait for nine days. So this was so difficult. Like, who waits for nine days for a report? And just because somebody in the office had met a COVID positive, and now the office came back with the thing that you know, when everybody will get tested, we will be sure that there is not a problem. How do you assure that? I mean, I mean, the result and the report is nothing that shows that you know it's everything fine. It just shows that right now you have not been affected. But who knows about the later days? Yeah, too many, too many, too many false reports all around, and then there are people wearing the same mask every day. Surgical also, there are people who are not even wearing masks. There are people who are keeping a mask in their hand and attending a meeting. How do you tell everybody? Yeah, I saw this. I saw this on the streets of Karnataka. people it hubs yeah. Yeah, yeah but and then i saw a few youngsters walking without masks and i'm like please just don't do that and here i am sitting with three masks and two gloves and going to the hospital and like just don't don't oh my god yeah i mean this is really irresponsible of people i think i mean you don't have any right to put other people's lives at any danger um thank you so much manjulika yeah thanks wouldn't i i just uh, i just feel you know once once the decline you know the whole graph starts going down we can still still feel that you know there is something that we can start like in other uh, countries that i have been following the cases have started coming down drastically and a lot of things have opened with the new rules so yeah, still things yeah somebody's ig story and uh, i saw belgium was pretty Yeah, yeah. I want to ask you this also. What do you think uh, would be the future of street food? Because that was a big deal uh, in travel, right? That was a good experience and good way to mingle with locals. But now I think a lot of people would be skeptical and would want to carry their dry food from home. At least Indians. So see, I I just had typhoid some uh, uh, some few. few years ago and then it was just a mild one but i remember having jaundice and just having jaundice in short that i did not touch anything for 3 4 years oh, 
because it made my body so weak that i could not even walk for like 3 4 months i remember it was like one and a half months of better so once we have been through it we know that what happens so i remember that impact was so high on me that for 4 years i would not even i was so paranoid about anything eating from the street it just that later on you know gradually you start giving into things i think again it's going to be the same and anyways sorry to say but in india our hygiene level has been compromised forever like forever we we've just learned to ignore it but we know what the truth is when you actually see those things so properly taken care in other countries and for that matter even in asia like if you go to thailand or malaysia or vietnam or all these places you will see how even a street vendor everything is so properly well covered there are people even wearing gloves and all they even i have also seen even before these covid things i have seen people wearing masks and all so I think in Southeast Asia, wearing mask is a part of uh, it. It is there. Yeah. You know? So they have been doing that for long. And even like for if you talk about Europe and other places, anyways, you know that you know they they are better in hygiene things and all these things. And now, obviously, after seeing such a massive hit by COVID, everybody is going to ensure. Uh, that they have the resources to you know to support all this. In case of Asia. south asia especially india and all i don't think we have that infrastructure that kind of infrastructure yeah i don't think so you know the only solution that i see right now uh, is like we really need a vaccine we need a vaccine i mean to be able to say that because i i don't have that courage to just go and take take pani puri i mean all in all these months like four months uh, i have cooked I, we haven't ordered anything any day from anywhere so that fear is there i don't know i am not saying that others who are doing is wrong not at all i wouldn't because i can't question that because there are people now coming up with all safety measures and we have to give them a chance so this is going to be a personal choice for everybody like for example we have been ordering so my boyfriend has been ordering food all this 3 months uh, but not every day he he eats uh, bahar ka khana uh, on mm-hmm. weekends is relaxation he still does that and i was doing it but i am sort of so you know a lot of eateries has closed down mm. so few days back we had to go to indiranagar for some legal work and uh, on our way we saw indiranagar is a very hip place in it's it's like on a place uh, of uh, delhi or park street of calcutta you know it's, it's really hip happening and a lot of lights and shops and all and this time when we went it felt like it has it is over ravaged like there is no destruction there is no ruin but shops uh, shops are shut down and Shops, shut down uh, temporarily you know permanent they have taken down the um, placards the boarding and all i'm sure things. rent paying is not easy i mean uh, and seeing that was painful because you know we have seen that place in all its vibrancy and life and all and i'm sure Yeah. So if one, if you look from that angle, obviously because um, uh, there's so many. I mean, I have so many friends actually who invested their hard-earned money in making opening restaurant because that was a dream for them. Like I have people who have invested in cafes, who have invested in this food industry, and I mean somewhere even me and my husband had a plan someday that you know we'll open because that's a dream. Like 
you know to open a small cafe or to open a restaurant because you talk about it and you say and never ever would have been thought thinking you know this is this was not even among one of the pawns that you know one day something like this comes and then everything shuts down like people are scared of eating you can't even imagine this so i know it's very difficult because the best of places have closed down like if you talk in delhi khan market some i mean i've been just reading the names and you know and i'm like oh my god like next time when i'll go i'll not find it there yeah that's so sad to yeah so it's very difficult to uh, you know take charge of the situation and think but Um, what i can only say is that you know we desperately need something to put us out of this situation once things improve we will have we will be the people who will be you know the first ones to get back and help travel to you know our food industry you know to actually stand on its feet but right now precautions are important Definitely, definitely. Yeah, it was nice talking, and yeah, it's quite depressing also when you talk of, about all these things. First, for some moment, you just feel, oh, everything is gonna be fine in few days. Right, right. Uh, right. So that's a reassurance that we have to keep giving everybody. Yeah. Right. So thank you, thank you once again for joining, and have a good day. Most welcome. Good day. Take care.